My name is Eric, and I want to talk about the craziness, the insanity that went on in the six, late 60s and early 70s, and why a lot of people that I know who are still alive today from those days are shocked that they're still alive. All the things that are going on today could have gone on back then with less violence. That is my opinion. Welcome to the craziness that lives inside my head. Now you might say, what are you talking about? Well, I'm talking about, and I talked to a lot of um, people my age and a little younger, and we talked about what was going on in the 60s and 70s. And things have changed. Life is always a change. You know, life is a fluctuation of change. And... There was a, a, a phenomenon that went on late 50, in the 50s. I grew up um, in the 50s, and I had a, a group of people called um, Beatniks. And then from the Beatniks in the late 60s, you had the hippies and you had the flower children. And in the 70s, it was all disco. And that's, that it was like, in my opinion, because I was young, I have to admit, I was young, it was all about party, party, party. Just partying. It didn't matter if you were black, didn't matter if you were white, gay, straight, whatever. You went to the discos, you party, you dance, you got high. And some made it and some did not. I guess you could say I'm one of the lucky ones that made it. And there was a lot of protesting. A lot of protesting. A lot of against the society. But it was different. It was way different. I mean, I didn't see so much hatred back there that I see today. And that could be because I'm older. And that could be because I noticed it more aware of noticing hatred than I did when I was younger. When I was in my, my, my pre-teens and teens, all I wanted to do is party. All I wanted to do was have fun. And I did talk about some of the, the uh, how you say, the ugliness, because being heavy, fat, yeah, I got bullied, I got ridiculed for being heavy and fat. And yeah, on occasion, I like I said before, I think I did a podcast that I didn't see it where I may have gotten um, ugliness uh, and racism. But like I said, I didn't see it. I only saw it once or twice. I grew up in New York City. I grew up in the ghetto. When I went to school, it was the school I went to was integrated. So, but. I noticed certain things that's really interesting. I shouldn't say upset me. Um, they have this new terminology called autism. Um, 
I'm dealing at work with an autistic client and and then we have some people who have anxiety problem. I don't know what's the same. And and I talk to people about it, you know. I said, Well, my first person that I thought was now okay, let me go back up a little bit. Autistic has changed. I mean, um I think when we call retarded, I think today they call autistics. I don't know the difference. And retarded, of course, is a derogatory term. But that's, you know, here we go again. That's what, if that's what was, we called them back in the 60s and early 70s. Now it's, you can't say retarded. Now they got a terminology autistic. Well, anyway. All I have to say is this on the subject. I knew a lot of retarded people back then. They weren't really retarded. I'm not had nothing to do with the autistic people today. I'm talking about what I had witnessed back in the 60s and 70s. The people that we considered retarded were retarded. They were retarded because they were snorting glue smoking reefer, and stay drunk all the time. So now, as the terminology changed, especially in the 80s, they're, they're called addicts, which we knew they were addicts back then, but they were, they act like retards. I mean, there were some hippies that act like retards. Well, that's reefer they smoke. So when you say, well, so what are you getting at? Well, what I'm getting at is, there has been some incidents between the um, autistic client and, and, and the anxiety where they had to be hospitalized. Uh, they had One had an anxiety attack, had to be hospitalized, had to take to the emergency room. And, and I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm not a doctor, but in my opinion, these people, uh, especially the one with anxiety, he got he gets re, he gets anxious when things change. He couldn't take change. He get anxious when he has a set way of doing things. And once you veer off that way of him doing things, he gets anxious. And for me, I keep thinking, well, I kind of understand that. I mean, sometimes I leave the house. Now since I'm older, I do understand it. I leave the house to go to work, and I have a set plan, a set route. And yes, if I go away, go veer from that plan or that route, I get very angry. You could say anxious. Because sometimes, you know, I guess I'm getting slow. I mean, when I was younger, it wouldn't bother me. But now I'm like, so now what I do? Now what I do? I'm supposed to go. I'm supposed to go down this road, but they got it blocked off. So what did I do? What did I do? And I get anxious. But then I then I start laughing at myself. Calm down. See, in the old days, I would say calm down, light a joint, but calm down. Now I'm not going to say that's what these people, what these anxious people, should do. But I I would admit, in my opinion, uh, instead of taking all this medication, you know, these autistic guys taking more uh, medication, the anxiety person taking medication. I know I have a friend who's bipolar take medication. He got the, my friend who's bipolar was went berserk because he's a Democrat. So when Trump was running for president, he became president. He couldn't function. 
he couldn't function. He had to go to his doctor to, to get his medication uh, revved up, whatever. He couldn't function because in his mind, uh, Trump shouldn't be president. And in his mind, the world was going to end. In his mind. So he needed medication to medicate his mind. I think he didn't need medication. I just think he needed calm. I told him, turn the TV off, get off of Facebook, and calm down. I said, you know, there's more to life than worried about, you know. But he could Well, one day, I'm going to be honest with you. He did get his medication ripped up, so I don't know if it was a medication. Oh, because he claimed to me, he goes, I want to thank you for being a good friend. You were right. I did get off the Facebook, and I stopped looking at the news, and I feel better. And I'm like, well, is that it, or... Because you, they rubbed up your medication. Because sometimes, I, I mean, it's interesting. Uh, back in the 60s, they used to have these movies. One was called Valley of the Dolls, where people take, take people medicated themselves. They wanted, you want to stay up all night? You take a pill. You want to lose weight? You take a pill. You want to get high? You take a pill. You want to get better? You take a pill. You, 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 you can either take a pill... From a, do- a doctor, or you could take a pill from from what they call from from the drug drug dealers, and that was going on back then. But now it seems that it's commonplace. It's medicating ourselves is commonplace. I don't. I think people forget how you can stay away from the medication and try at least try to deal with life on life terms. I got that from the AA meetings. You deal with life on life terms. And that's difficult. Very difficult. I mean, I love the fact that when I left the house to go to the disco, and I bl- I love the blackout, and wake up in the morning, and I'd be like, oh, how do I get home? Or oh, who cares? Where's the beer? Or where's the wine? Medicating myself. Staying medicated. It didn't take, I mean, when I got sober, it didn't take like, a, it took some time. I'm going to be honest with you, it took a good 20 years when I haven't even thought about a beer, wine, a drug, or anything. Um, even when I had got my knee replaced and my cancer treatment, I did. they did uh, offer me painkillers. And I tried my best. If the pain, it was like a dull pain, I said, you know, that's, you know, it's fine. I wouldn't take them. It didn't make sense. I mean, because when I was drinking, I didn't want any pain. I didn't want pain at all. I always wanted to feel like I'm high as a kike or on cloud nine. Well, that's my rant, I guess. The, med- the, the, the society had, is the medicating the kids today. Instead of teaching them to relax, calm down, life is, life is, is, is a fluctuation. It's not going to be the way you want to be. You're not, things are not going to happen the way it, sh- as people say, should be. I mean, everybody's not going to like you. Everybody's not going to love you. Everybody's not going to hate you. That's life. As my grandmother would say, deal with it. Live life on life terms. Deal with it. I used to get mad with her. Yeah, you deal with it. Live life 
on life terms. That is my little rant today. Teaching these kids common sense, which they don't have either, by the way. That's another podcast. Well, I don't know what happened to common sense. It just ran out the door. Common sense and live life on life terms and get off the medication. Now, I'm going to be quite honest with you. I did mention about having autistic clients. Yes, I will admit, I don't know their problems. And yes, it is kind of rough when I with the autistic clients. But even with autistic clients, do you have to medicate them? For what medication? I mean, but I do understand. And I'm going to be honest with you. I have, I have a couple of them. And I kind of, when I think about what we called them in the old days, it kind of saddened me because they can't help themselves. And yes, I don't like the terminology of retarder. Now, since I'm older, now since I've experienced being with these people and learning from these people at this age, yes, when I think about what went on in the 60s and how we treated them, I do get sad. I just wish there was a better way of trying to teach people to deal with life on life terms. Anyway, that's my rant. And thank you for listening to the craziness that lives inside my head.